The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. The Pure Hoops podcast is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. The Pure Hoops podcast most definitely does reflect the views of our management. Here's three-time NBA champ BJ Armstrong and Eric Newman. In the in the spirit of the second half of the season starting, um, how was your uh, how was your All Star weekend? And uh, what's uh, what's vibing in the uh, in the air around BJ Armstrong today as we start our show? All Star Weekend, um, All Star Sunday, All Star Sun, All Star Day, All Star All Star Late Afternoon, Early yeah, Evening. Yeah, it, it was fine. You know, I'm just it's like everything you know in life. You know, you're you're getting used to the new normal. You're moving along. The NBA moved along. Great shooting display by you know Steph Curry. And, you know, it's funny how the three-point contest kind of provided the energy for the weekend. You know, that, that when it's all said and done, the three-point contest was probably the biggest story coming out of All-Star Weekend. And, um, you know, we got through it. You know, Eric, I, I mean, at this, at this stage, you know, there, it, everything's new. And... Watching the game for a little bit, you saw a guy shooting with incredible distances that we hadn't seen before. I mean, and I looked up and I saw Damian Lillard shoot beyond half court. Steph Curry shooting from all over the place. Yeah, it's a and, different world. Um, seems to be the, the new normal now. Just shooting the logo is no longer... That's no longer the standard. Now let's go into the backcourt. Guys are just yeah. pulling the trigger from the backcourt. So it's, uh, it's all good. Yeah, there was a piece that came out on ESPN.com the other day that I have on my reading list uh, for the weekend about the uh, where we are with the three-point shot. And I'm, I'm looking forward to getting into that. But, um, you know, uh, as you uh, said when you started your statement, um, Things are moving, and let's dive right into it. So, okay. uh, Blake Griffin has been bought out by the Detroit Pistons. He is uh, joining the Brooklyn Nets. His quote, they have a need for a four-man, and his only goal is to help them win a championship. So we know that Blake Griffin is not the athlete that he once was, but knowing um, he's got a good IQ for the game, he's got some great experience, Um what does Blake Griffin bring to this Brooklyn team and how much of this theme of uh, the Nets figuring it out on the fly, uh, how much of that continues here uh, as we enter the second half of the season? Well, I, I want to be very careful when I answer this question. Because... I, you, made, you made the very careful face as I Yeah, uh, because I, 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 I feel like I'm missing something here that... Hmm that no one is discussing like, okay, when I look at the team and the way the game is played, it's a positionless game. 
Just stop me when I'm wrong here. Just stop me and then I'll shut up. Okay, it's a positionless game. Kevin Durant is today's new four. Just stop me when I'm wrong. Just, Eric, feel free to interrupt me when I'm saying you, yeah. you're wrong. I mean, aside from, aside from him being one of one and the unicorn, but yes, he is today's okay. four. He's seven foot. Okay. He's athletic. He can so do it inside. He can a, do it outside. When I look at a, a four today, okay, I think of Anthony Davis. I think of Kevin Durant. I think of Giannis. I think of... Porzingis. Zion. I think of all of these different type of fours today mm-hmm. that are totally different. Now, maybe some years ago, maybe those guys are threes. Maybe Porzingis is a five. Maybe he eventually goes to the five. But today's game is about a stretch four. I never envisioned that I would see smaller players six seven and beyond and below playing the center position because now we play small ball i never envisioned that okay i didn't see it maybe eric saw it i watch a lot of basketball that wasn't on my radar to start looking for six seven guys who could play the center position as i was looking in college basketball or in europe and whatever but here we are what i'm concerned about is the following They have a team, whether Blake is on the team or not, that team is favored to win the championship. I think they are the team to beat. Even on the fly. I can't can't argue with it, so keep going. Whether Whether they have Blake or not, I'm picking Brooklyn. Second half pick, Brooklyn Nets. Got it. Okay. Now, is it? In my traditional way of thinking, no. Do Have I ever seen a team win without being a good defensive team? No. Which we but discussed a couple of weeks ago, correct? Are they improving? Am I seeing what Coach Nash, I just love saying that, Coach Nash is doing, and they're doing this on the fly, and I see it trending in a way where they're going to be a respectable defensive team? Yeah. Now, what I think they are trying to do, when I say they, the Brooklyn Nets, is the following. They have to be able to play small. And Kevin Durant, if he's healthy, Kevin Durant, in my humble opinion, as a four, not as a three, as a four at this stage of his career, is the advantage that they need to win the whole thing. So regardless of who's going to be at that other front court position, okay. now, Durant's got to be at the four. Four. Durant with, is a four. Durant, with three, with I three and I, I just want to clarify, with three other perimeter players on the floor, KD and another front court player. That's, that's the formula you want to see. KD is at the four. Joe Harris is a, and again, Joe Harris is a star role player at this stage he yep. i don't need any plays for him i don't need to run anything for him he's respectable wing, wing shooting wing position wing he shooting compliment spacing and because the one and two position 
James Harden, we've already established that. That's a one. Kyrie Irving at the two. Joe Harris is there to provide the three. Kevin Durant is going to do what Kevin Durant does because that's a tough guard for anybody in the NBA. And now that leaves the one position at the five. And I am, am the mindset that they need shot blocking and rim protection. Because at some point here, you're going to have to face Joel Embiid, who is perhaps the best player in the NBA right now. And you're going to need more than six fouls to play against Joel Embiid. And let me say this and say it here. You are not going to be able to play small ball against Joel Embiid. There's a couple of players in the NBA now that small ball, I don't believe, will work. One is Jokic, and the other is Joel Embiid, because both of those are big men in his truest sense, and they're both skilled enough to play against smaller players and take advantage of that when the game slows down, which it will in the playoffs, and it gets a little bit more organized. There will be more play calling in the playoffs, and Joel Embiid and Jokic are not bothered by playing against smaller players. You can't put, for instance, P.J. Tucker against Joel Embiid or Jokic. That's, Jeff Jeff Green is not Green, guarding. That's, that's not Joel happening. Embiid. That's so, not so happening. Right, so right now, Brooklyn has DeAndre Jordan, who checks that box. Blake Griffin, while strong, does not check that box. box. Jeff Green, while a nice fit for the team, does not check that box. So you still think they need to add another big body? They have to have a big... Why? Because you're going to have to do one of the following. If your backcourt players are not defensive-oriented, like a Marcus Smart, for instance, or an Avery Bradley or a Patrick Beverly and those type of players who can initiate the offense, you're going to have to have rim protection if you're going to establish yourself and be able to have an opportunity to get a stop when needed, whenever that's going to come. Because you're going to have to get stops in the playoffs. You can get away with it in the regular season, but in the playoffs, you're going to have to get a stop. So, and you know against Joel Embiid, he's going to get 50-plus touches on a Doc Rivers coach team. You're not going to be able to get away with DeAndre Jordan alone playing against Joel Embiid because Joel Embiid is going to be a 40 minutes plus guy. Yep. This is what this is how it's going. When they meet, this is going to have to occur. Now, is it possible that one or maybe both don't advance? That's possible. But if they do meet, they're going to have to be prepared for this. And as the, cur- as the roster is currently constructed, they're not prepared for it now. So I think they have to make another move or two that will give them the depth that they need to make a run and try to get 16 wins. And the Blake Griffin, to me, provides them depth in case something happens. But Kevin Durant is going to have to play 40 minutes. If Kevin Durant is not healthy, I don't think this is the team that we're talking about can win it. James Harden is playing terrific. Kyrie Irving has slid over, playing terrific. But if Kevin Durant is not there, that's the X factor. They're not getting getting to the conference finals unless Durant's healthy. Kevin Durant has to be healthy. And if Kevin Durant is healthy and everyone is on the same page, which they appear to be, those three, 
This is a championship caliber team. Why? Because Kevin Durant is a problem, and I don't care who he's playing against. I don't care if he's playing against the Lakers, if they're healthy, Milwaukee, Denver, the Clippers. Kevin Durant is a major problem, especially on the offensive end, because there's no one that can stop him from getting up a shot. Period. That's how I see it. Period. Yep. Nets nine of their last ten in the win column, um, and uh, in those last ten games, BJ, they've gone from average defensively where they had gotten to to now twelfth ranked defensively. So almost in the top third of the league. So we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, yes. Another interesting move involving a big man is Lamarcus Aldridge and the Spurs have mutually agreed to part ways. He won't be returning to the team. This is a direction of the franchise type of move. Uh, the Spurs are talking to several teams uh, in a um, hope to make a trade and avoid negotiating a buyout. Aldridge, final year of his deal at $24 million, 35 years old, can still do a lot of things offensively. And as we like to talk about, He's in the mold of what that four-man is. Obviously, his prime has passed him. Um, I think it's obvious here what the Spurs are trying to do with their young core in the future. BJ, where to you does Aldridge fit best uh, looking at the landscape of contenders right now with uh, obviously the Celtics, I think, being potentially one of those teams? You know, Eric, you know, when I hear these press releases like we just heard here from the Spurs. You're hearing these press releases like this one with LaMarcus Aldridge. They're becoming more and more common and it's bothersome to me on a lot of levels. Hmm. Okay, we've seen this now with Blake Griffin where you know, there were a mutual parting of the ways. We're watching this play out in real time with Andre Drummond. Now we're seeing this with LaMarcus Aldridge. Now, at some point here, Eric, we're going to have to address the situation. Because I don't believe it's a healthy situation for the league. I don't think it's healthy for the teams. And I don't think it's healthy for the players. LaMarcus Aldridge is a outstanding basketball player perhaps a Hall of Fame player when his career is over. I can recall what it what it's what it's like when you get older. And I go back to that conversation that I had with a coach once and he asked me, "Do I have permission to tell you the truth?" And the worst thing to watch is an aging player because when you age, you want to age gracefully. When you age, you want to age gracefully. And that requires you being truthful with yourself. And that requires that people who you respect, people who you respect, that's who you should be taking your wisdom and knowledge from. Not the people that are telling you what you want to hear. People that you respect. Now, my question is, 
Where is LaMarcus Aldridge at in his career? Where is he final, at? Fi- final stanza. Johnny L., throw up some Aldridge numbers for us. Where is he at? We have a moment you from know? this no, year no, and last well, year. No, we, we can look at numbers and we can say, okay, we can look at the numbers and we'll say the numbers are trending or what have you. LaMarcus sure. Aldridge, where are you at in today's game? LaMarcus Aldridge... I'm just going to use myself because it's it, it was hard to admit then and it's hard to admit now because when you play the game at a high level, you have this, you know, you, you have your pride, you have all of this energy that you have and you, you want to believe in yourself. But I remember as an aging guard, when I first saw Allen Iverson for the first time, <laughs> <laughs> he confirmed what I already knew. Good night. But I didn't want to I didn't want to admit it that you yep. know what? He was moving at a little different pace. You can't tell me on this podcast right here right now that LaMarcus Aldridge wants to see Zion Williamson on a back-to-back. You nah. can't tell me that LaMarcus Aldridge wants to see Giannis and Anthony Davis and Kevin Durant and all of these players that he has to face now can't tell me that. I remember. Nor, nor does Marbury. he want to. Nor, nor does he want to switch out on any pick and rolls. Damon Stoudemire. I was like, man, where are all these little quick dudes coming uh, from? Like Damon when I was younger, hey, so I, I didn't mind. I didn't mind running around a little bit. All of a sudden, Damon Stoudemire was like, man, and Terrell Brandon. And all of these guys, you were like, when I saw Allen Iverson, I said, oh, I had to make a decision. And I had, a, and that same coach told me, he said, you know what speed does, BJ? I said, what does it do, coach? He says, it gets you in trouble and it gets you out. <laughs> <laughs> and you say, that little man you played against tonight, he got a whole lot of both. He got a whole lot of speed to get himself in trouble. So what I'm remember saying in, about, uh, remember in uh, remember in John Madden football his line speed kills speed hey, that's kills what, that's what so what I'm saying about LaMarcus Aldridge is just like we recently saw with Paul Gasol at one point Paul Gasol was an All Star NBA champion da 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 will go in the Hall of Fame bam bam bam. When you are in the decline or the second half of your career, you have to be realistic with yourself too. And what I'm saying about LaMarcus Aldridge is, where are you right now? Because if you're telling me you still want to be a starter and all of those things, or are you telling me you want to be a contributor and you can play off the bench and you can because so I so so, so, happy. Let, so let's well, I, sorry, I just want to say up, this and then up. I'll let yeah, you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. so happy for Carmelo Anthony because mm. he has been the latest example of what I'm talking about now. Carmelo Anthony is a walking bucket. Carmelo Anthony will be 50 years old and still be able to walk in an NBA game and get 20 points a game. Carmelo Anthony can score the basketball. Carmelo Anthony can put it in the hole, da-da-da, da-da-da. 
But watching Carmelo Anthony right now take his skill set and tone it down to where he's coming off the bench and he is a key contributor for a team in a winning situation to me is one of the most beautiful things I've seen because this man is a prideful man. I've been knowing this kid since he was in high school. Carmelo Anthony is a prideful man. He works on his game. He works on his craft. He's a master at what he does, but he has had that most difficult conversation with himself to say, but where am I at is relationship to the game and to the team. And I hope that LaMarcus, wherever he goes, has that conversation because as an aging player, you want to age gracefully. Father time, probably with the exception of LeBron James, hasn't missed any of us. <laughs> okay, LeBron <laughs> James, maybe maybe he's got the, the special sauce that none of us has gotten or has had yet. But at some point, Father Time is going to touch that one too. So, LaBarcus, I just hope that you can come to peace with wherever you're at because he can still contribute. But you can't tell me that he wants to go out there and play 82 games right now. No. Chase these young guys around. No. And do all of the work that's necessary to be a starter at this stage of your career. Like, and that to me is the most important thing here. And I hope that happens for him sooner rather than later. And that's, I just wanted to make sure I said that because that's a difficult conversation that every athlete has to have with himself yep. or herself. No, and your point of view on that is spot on. I mean, I envisioned that role for him as ideal at this point with where he's at in his career, skill set, and the situation he was in in San Antonio. I mean, listen, he was he's playing he's playing 26 minutes a game, you know, 13 and a half points, four and a half rebounds a game. You plug in you plug him into a 20 minute per game role with a team that needs an infusion of scoring from a big off the bench. So whether he returns to Portland because they still need depth up front and he follows the suit with what Mello does role-wise in Portland in his own way, whether he goes to the Celtics, who obviously need some scoring and some size off the bench. So I think the Celtics are going to look at Aldridge. Um, BJ, with that role in mind, do you see him fitting somewhere specifically really well? If I was a team looking at LaMarcus Aldridge, I, I, I would proceed with caution for the following. Because he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. So I would be very careful to want to trade for him unless I was trying to dump a salary off my books onto San Antonio's books, which they're a small market team, I'm, unless it's something that they really want. But that player would not be, you wouldn't trade a player on the last year or deal for a player that you really have value for on your current roster. Yeah. So now that limits his options to a team that's a one for one, right? You, I'll take your salary for this salary and maybe these two players are in the same situation. Okay, I don't know. I can't think right off the top of anyone. Or that puts you at a situation where you're saying, well, we'll just wait for him to get bought out and then we'll pick him up at a minimum like you did with Blake Griffin. So I think this is, again, and this makes me 
I'm upset about these the way these are being handled because I don't think it's good business for our league. I don't think it's good business for our league. Look, LaMarcus, if you you know, if you really want to be out of San Antonio, well, in a couple months, go you can go wherever you want to go. Yeah, I think they're trying to help him. I, I think they want they want to help okay. him get to a contender. So it, but, with but, what but, you just said, but, okay, the buyout's going to... They want to help him get to a contender. You're a contender. Why are you going to give up a young player to match that salary? Oh, sure, sure. Very unlikely. To, Very to unlikely. acquire a player that potentially you won't even have at the end of the season. That doesn't even make business sense to me. Mm-hmm. So... LaMarcus, I hope someone helps them understand, listen, you're going to be an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. It probably, you know, why would you trade a rookie salary? You would need five rookie salaries to match his salary. Yeah, no, no. The only the only contract swapping scenario I see is if there's a, someone with some value to the Spurs that a team doesn't deem valuable like anymore and that makes, you know, in the range of 10 to $15 million. Okay, let, let's go through this exercise. <clears throat> go. Let's see. <laughs> I'm waiting, Eric. You know, a player like a Cody Zeller, who is younger, who's excelling in his role in Charlotte, who's making, I think, around $14 million a year. Charlotte may not want to pay him that deal any longer and free up some room, knowing they could bring Aldridge in. He could help them get into the playoffs. He comes off the books. And Zeller, for what he brings with the youth of the Spurs and being a little thin up front, that could be something that Popovich and the Spurs like. Hypothetical, not likely, but that's the first thing that pops into my mind. You're very, you're very, you're very moved to a, an exciting response, but the okay. buyout, the okay. buy, the buyout is much more likely. Of course, my big thing is, you know, wh- where can this guy help the most? Wh- where does it make sense the most? So, time will well, tell. I think if but, he wants to help the most, is like I encourage everyone right not just clients everyone in life is you want to take control of your situation as much as best you can as much of it as you possibly can you get drafted in this league you know you really have no control of that right if a team wants to draft you they'll draft you whether you want to go there or not but when you are an unrestricted free agent you have the opportunity to control the entire process. And if I remember correctly, he chose to go to the San Antonio Spurs. He chose there. He did. Okay. What's the point of doing this mental exercise? I'll go here for a half for for 30 games. You've, You've got 30 games left in the season now. The only option, which... The Spurs are saying is, if you want to take a buyout to go to this team, that works for us. Because we're not taking back any salary. 
And the Spurs are playing good basketball without him. Yeah, I mean, they've struggled recently, but yeah. So, again, take a buyout if that's what you want to do. Or else, if you can bring us a deal, (laughs) you bring us a deal. And they reserve the right to say yay or nay to the deal, which if you are an executive on another team, you're like, hey, I'll just wait for the guy. Why trade something now? Just wait. Why trade something now? Lose that guy. Maybe, maybe, I'm not saying, I don't know what Charlotte wants to do. Why trade a player, lose his bird rights? For a player, you know you're not going to sign back anyway. That doesn't even make sense to me. Buyout it is. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just. I'm glad we talked it out. Yeah, this is the business, but again. Maybe, you know, again, we're just talking here, but maybe there is some, there's a team out there that, you know, maybe there's a team out there that has the assets that they're looking for. Who knows? I don't know. But I'm wishing the best for him. I've always enjoyed watching him play. He's been a big time player for many years in this league. Uh, But it seems a little odd to me, the process that he's going through. And I just thought it was interesting to hear coach Popovich comment about that at this point of the season especially when they're playing perhaps some of the best basketball they played all year long Boston Celtics time Marcus Smart so should I just let you rant here because you're no no absolutely not Marcus Smart we're recording Thursday he's coming back Thursday night on a minutes restriction. Um, what does a minute also, restriction mean anyway? Um, at a certain amount of minutes. Coaches don't will, seem to go by. Uh, the guy is like eight for eight. <laughs> if he's eight for eight from the game and he's got a 25-minute restriction, only, what's Coach Stevens going to do? Yeah, like, take o- him out? Only, only Stan Allback in uh, Chicago Bulls 1986 had to follow such a strict minutes and seconds <laughs> restriction with, with MJ. Which, you know, which, because when the guy is, loses the game, and then you're, the first question is, well, why did you take Marcus Smart? Oh, well, why don't you ask the – so I want to hear Coach Stevens say, why don't you ask Danny Ainsdom? They told me I got a minute restriction. Why don't you go ask our doctor? So I don't know yeah. why. It's definitely, it's definitely gonna, there's no yeah, more restrictions. Well, listen, I mean, I mean, Marcus – I mean, I could see Marcus having a minute restriction for one game and then the next game playing 36 minutes. So um, – they open against Brooklyn. Uh, Brooklyn, of course, won't have KD or Blake for this game. This game already would have happened by the time you're listening to this. But, you know, let, let's get back to what the real issue has been for them, and that's not having the core of Smart, Walker, Brown, and Tatum together for more than a couple of games so far. So, BJ, mm-hmm. how good can this team be if these four guys are healthy and in rhythm together? Let's just get right to the point. You're talking about Marcus Smart. Kemba Walker, who has played much better as he headed into the All-Star break. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. How good can this team play? How good can this team be if these four guys are healthy, on the floor together, and in rhythm? Well, you know, Eric, I'm a huge fan of guards. And all four of those players that you just named, they all bring something different to the table as a guard. Okay. 
You know, Jason Tatum clearly with his ability to score. Jalen Brown, he just continues his projection. He just continues to move the needle in in in, in the right direction with the way he plays. He's a physical player. He's an athletic player. Marcus Smart defensively, he's arguably one of the best defensive guards on the ball, off the ball, in the league. First of course, team. Kimber Walker. Yeah, and of course, Kimber Walker. I mean, Kimber Walker, when he's healthy, I mean, the step back, it gets me, and I'm sitting down on my couch watching the game. I mean, <laughs> and, I mean he stops that hard. I just cringe. You know, I always go get ice after watching Kimber Walker. I go, man, I don't break, know how. Break that, pads. That knee, break pads. That, that, yeah. that, that, guy, that guy is, you know, I've been watching him do that from his days at UConn. So they all bring something, you know, to the table. They're all, you know, exceptional basketball players in their own right. How good is this team? In the right matchups, I think this team can get to the conference finals. If they're clicking because they can score the basketball, they can upset a team. They have the basketball integrity to win big games and big moments. I don't think any of those players will shy away from the bright lights. However, you know, when you start playing against exceptional, exceptionally talented players like a Kevin Durant, I don't think any of them are on that level. I don't think any of them can handle if Joel Embiid is playing the game at the highest level. I don't think any of them can can play with the likes of LeBron James or Anthony Davis, just because of the way the game is played. But as a group, you know, they 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 provide different challenges. I think they will compete, so forth and so on. I would like to see this team, Eric, if they want to move to the next level, they're going to have to address that center position, which has been a position for them all year. All right? It's it's been a position for them. They're going to have to address. Now, I don't know what's the perfect player for them. You say some say, what about Drummond? No thanks. I I don't know how that works. You know, what, what what's what's the Nick? I love the guy. I love see. I think what's the guy that's currently there? Just say his name. What's the guy? The the landlord or what they call him? Oh, Time Lord Robert Williams. The Time Lord. Yeah, the Time <laughs> he, Lord. He he is showing some real signs of yeah, being. The, a real deal rotational contributor. See, I think the yes. five man by committee could work if they had some more depth elsewhere. Um, that, that's well, that's my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it's listen. no one's stopping Joel Embiid with one man, right? If, so if going by players... going going by your theory, real quick though, that's eighteen fouls from Williams, Thompson, and Tice. Can't, but they can't stop. Here, here's the problem. With those four players on the floor, that's a very small team. For sure. That's the problem. Yep. That's a very small team. Okay? Jalen Brown, in my opinion, if we're, because I, I, I'll say it again. I, I think I said it a couple of weeks ago. It's time to build a team around those two players, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. It's, it's, we're, we're piecemealing all of this now. It's time now to build a team around them. Well, that Jaylen is the vision. Brown is a two and has to be a two. And Jason Tatum is a three and has to be a three. He's not a small four. Well, you don't think, don't you, think don't, you, you don't think 
the formula you spoke about earlier with Brooklyn, with KD at the four and then three other perimeter players and the right role guy at the five, you don't think the Celtics can make that work with Smart, with Walker, Tatum? Tatum, Brown, and the right? No. No? No. Because J- J- Jason Tatum is not a defender and doesn't have the physical presence to play the four. Okay? Kevin Durant has an interesting quality that, that doesn't deteriorate with age. That's called size seven, and Seven length. feet tall. Yep. When, he, when, he get, when he's 35, he's still going to be seven feet. Jason Tatum has either got to make one or two things to play against Zion. Either he's got to build up his strength, <laughs> and if he loses a step, he's out of the game. As a three, he has length. He can go from being a perimeter player that can beat you off the dribble to suddenly having length and maybe being a post-up player or a catch-and-shoot player and be just as effective. See, Larry Bird was like 6'9". Length is a great equalizer in the game of basketball. So you want taller players to play at smaller positions. Jason Tatum is a 6'8", whatever he is, long arms, three-man. That's great length at that position. Jason yep. Tatum is a very physical player at the two position. Let's start there. Jalen Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown at the two. Yep. Jalen Brown, yep. yes. Jason Jalen Brown, yes. Jalen Brown, sorry. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. If you put them at their position, now you have length at, at your key position, which are your foundation players. Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen, for instance. Besides being great athletes, they had length at their position. Larry Bird and Kevin McHale, they had length at their positions. Kevin McHale was every bit probably seven foot with his arm, with his length of his arm. Seven, 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 four or seven, five wingspan. And then you could add Dirk at the four and KG at the four to the conversation the same way. There you go. Okay. So let's get length at the positions first, and then let's figure out how to surround it. I think Marcus Smart should be the anchor in a coach's dream if he was your backup player, if he was your six, six man. man. That to be, that's a championship start right there. I know I got the best six man or one of the best six men in the league. That's a fact. I have a starter at the two and the three with length. Now I can play positionless basketball and it should allow you to defend anything and everything on the wings. Check. Now let's put a one, a four, and a five to complement that. That, to me, is what needs to happen instead of piecemealing all of the other things. Because when you get to the playoffs, and I I love Kemper Walker. What is the one thing that always peaks his ugly head up in in the playoffs? His size. The bigger guards started posting him up or taking advantage of his size. That's that's, that's just what is he going to do against James Harden? He's not going to guard him. Okay. So now you're going to put him on Kyrie. He's going to guard Kyrie, or he's going to be guarding one of the shooters. That's how those matchups are going to so go. But I get, what you're, you're, I get win, what you're saying, and your Marcus you're call. Win, yep. You have the obligation not to compromise your defense. Danny Ainge knows this. Danny Ainge was a big guard, him and the late Dennis Johnson. There was a reason that those two were there. There was a reason that the Scottie Pippins of the world and all of these guys, there's a reason that Kawhi Leonard, there's a reason that LeBron James played 
the point guard position last year. Now, you can bring in other people, but size and length matters. Steph Curry is 6'3". Yep. When him and Klay Thompson are together, that's great size at that position. That's great size. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, that's great size. So let's start here if we're serious about where we want to go. And then, because we've been, is it, how are we going to put Gordon Hayward in this? Then they had Kyrie Irving in this. Then they got, now they got Kimber Walker in this. They, oh, okay, now we're going to get Tristan Tom. Let's start with those guys and build around it and say, this is what we're doing. Because they have three foundational pieces. Marcus Smart should anchor your bench. So I think that guy can play the one, the two, the three. And he can guard four positions. Okay. Yep. That to me is what needs to happen. And let's stop plugging the dam up, hoping that it may work out. Or no, let's just say this is what we're doing. Because yep. I want the time, Lord. Anyway, I want the time. Lord. Yeah, I'm oh, all about sure. it. Well, what's interesting though about this formula, right? And and those four have only played 44 possessions together, which is a very small sample, right? But just for reference, the Utah Jazz are uh, plus 11.4 points. I'm not sure if that's for the season or with their best lineup. Johnny L will clarify that. But Smart Walker. Brown and Tatum are a plus 18 on the floor together in 44 possessions, which is a minute sample size. But getting back to what you were saying, Smart coming off the bench, which I love, then you start to think about, okay, well, Daniel Tice can make the three, and Daniel Tice can switch on defense, and Robert Williams, as you love to say, gives you that five-spot verticality, and Tristan Thompson gives you that five-spot grinder who could also switch on pick and roll. And all of a sudden, you start to think, okay, well, if they could add the right versatile four to this formula, and it's not LaMarcus Aldridge, but it is a former NBA champion who has been quietly having one of the best years of his career in Sacramento, and that's the 28-year-old Harrison Barnes. That type of player and skill set with Tatum at the three, with Brown at the two, with Kemba at the one, could make the Celtics a very tough team the second half of the season if they're able to pull it off. So very excited to have Smart, very excited to have Smart back, very excited to see this this team struggled a lot leading into All-Star, and then they won three games in a row and Kemba started to get his footing, and Robert Williams has shown some real signs here that this guy's going to be a good player who's ready to contribute potentially this season in the playoffs, not just as a spot player, but a contributor. So I'm, um, as always, you know this, optimistic and excited to see what the green is going to do the second half of the year. But having Marcus back, and two weeks ago, BJ, we, or maybe it was last week or three weeks ago, things were a little blurry, Um, we talked about what Marcus Smart's presence on the floor did for Tatum and Brown on both ends. Because with Tatum and Brown having to then be the two main defensive stoppers on the team without Smart, their offense was suffering. Their percentages were down. Their scoring was down. Because there's only so much energy and 
fuel in the tank that these guys can expend night after night on both ends. So there's a real cause and effect here with Marcus. But your take on the lineup and length and the positions these guys need to play, and we we, we know how Stevens looks at this. He he he. You, we talk about positionless basketball, and then the Brad Stevens way is you've got ball handlers, you've got wings, you've got bigs. So obviously Tatum and you know, Brown are wings. Kemba Walker's a ball handler. Marcus Smart's a Swiss Army knife of wing and ball handler, as I see it. You know, one of the things, I know this is a radical idea. This is a radical idea. And it's going to shake some things up here. Shake it up. But the one thing, as, as I was listening to you talk, I was saying to myself, you always got to compliment your two best players or your, your star player. You got to, everything you do, you have to compliment them. Both of them are terrific athletes. They both have size, offensively, defensively. You know, especially Jason Tatum. I think he's really improved on the defensive end. As you were saying that, I was going to myself, why not just start Marcus Smart? Well, that's what they were doing. Okay, but why not start, just start, start instead Smart of who? Instead of Kimball Walker. Hmm. Now let's make make Kimball Walker your Lou. And, make Kimball Walker your Lou Williams. Kimball Walker. Let's let Kimball Walker do what Kimball Walker does naturally. When you come in, Kimball Walker, let's find out and answer this question: Were you hot tonight or not? Why am I asking Kimber Walker to set up the other guys? Why am I asking Kimber Walker to manage the time and score? Why am I asking Kimber Walker to let's figure out how to put him on the players so they, the other team won't do that? No. With Marcus Smart in the starting lineup, Marcus Smart can guard everybody. Okay. So now when they play against the Miami Heat or whoever they play, the one, two, and three position. Lockdown. That's lockdown. Lock okay. We got size. We got length. We can switch. We can defend. We can do everything. We got a guy who potentially could come in and score 30 points at any given moment in 30 minutes. And Kimba, that's your job is to have a heat check. You just walk around with a flame. You like the flamethrower. You are our NBA, version. NBA of, Jam. NBA you Jam. You make three in a row. Vinny Johnson. You're the microwave. You just mm. every night. Your job is just to come in and get 30 points. I'm not going to worry about – I'm not going to ask you to 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 run the team. So, I'm not so asking we... you to come to the game plan. I'm just coming in and say, when Kimba checks in, he got High 10 pick. shots. If he's over High 10, roll. Hey, Kimba, High you didn't have it tonight. But he also could go 10 for 10. Yeah. And now that's – now those 20 points to me are invaluable off your bench. And now Kemba Walker can do what every coach is looking for. He can change the tempo of the game. Because Kemba Walker is a problem if I just say, just go be Kemba Walker. I'm not asking you to, to play with, with Jalen Brown and, and, and Jason Tatum. Kemba, you in the game, have ball, will shoot. That's, that's your job. So should we get this in front of Danny Ainge or Brad Stevens? I, I just, who who should we, talking, I was just who should we connect it. with? So now, now when he comes in, everybody is in their right role. Everyone's in their right role. Like everyone knows. Oh, but Kimba got it going tonight. Okay. I, now Brad Stevens can coach the game that way. We're going to ride this guy for 20, 25 minutes. 
keeps him fresh. If he doesn't have it going, defensively, we can grind the game out because we got three guys on the perimeter, and this is a perimeter game, Eric, that we know we can defend every single night. Now, it would be nice to have somebody who can guard Joel Embiid, but everybody in the league got that problem. But on the perimeter, I feel good about Ben Simmons. I feel good about all these other perimeter players, especially these Jimmy Butler. I feel good about my matchup. Well, think perimeter. about so Kyrie, Harden, and Kyrie, Durant, Harden, Tatum, I, Kyrie, Brown, and Smart. I feel Ooh. good about the perimeter Ooh. matchup against everybody in the league. Now, and and my and my other point there is, and, you and know, I want to say this. Every coach would be afraid to go to his bench because Kemba is sitting over there, and you know that man can score 25 points any given night. So to me, that's what I would do here. That's what I would do. And and he'll he'll put a ton of pressure on the opposition's defense, and if he's matching up with reserves on the other team, it's going to amplify his performance even more. You'll be afraid to sub because you know, like, I don't want my backup playing against Kemba Walker. You're afraid. You're like, so now – Kimba is playing against starters who are extending their minutes. Advantage Kimba. Kimba, you just scored. I'm not asking you to stop the player. I'm not asking you to match up. I'm just asking you to score against this guy. Now, you may not be able to stop anybody, Kimba, but I know this. Nobody can stop Kimba Walker when he got it going. And now you just ask those guys, Tice and and Tristan Thompson, you just set screens because all we're doing when you play against him we're just setting screens and dive into the basket and Kimba, look at the ball for your first three options. And then if you don't have, if you can't shoot it, then you pass it to him. That to me is Kimber Walker. I'm this going is... to get Kimber Walker the sixth man of the year if I was coaching him. Because Kimber Walker, you said Lou Williams. I just want to see Lou Williams and Kimber Walker play against each other. <laughs> <laughs> and they're both in that role. Because that is a valuable role in today's game. Like, think of this. Jordan Clarkson is performing at that role. Well, Kimber Walker can do the same. And and it falls in line with the lineage of Celtics sixth men. Redefines it. Frank Ramsey, John Havlicek, Satch Sanders, Kevin McHale, Bill Walton. James and, Posey. I don't think of it as a demotion for Kemba. You know, and I'm no. not saying he's not a starter. Yeah, but and Ke- saying, what what else do we know about Kemba Walker? Kemba Walker is all about the team just, and figuring out how to win. I'm trying to figure. I just want Kemba to score that twenty off the bench. He's, he can close. He can he can close games. And he, Brad oh, often no. ta- and Brad often takes him out of close games for defensive situations. When they're targeting him, and Kemba, of course, does not have a problem with that. So I think this is a very good idea. And, you know, somehow, some way, through my life and career journey, um, you know, I've been communicating with the Celtics every other day for the past three months because of the Garnett film. And uh, we're going to figure out how to send a little telegram <laughs> over there. Stop it. But I'm going to say it was BJ's idea. I'm just relaying uh, the message. I'm just relaying the message. Hey, Danny, uh, thank you for the interview the other day. Listen, one more follow-up. No, it's, it's about the roster. No, not a trade, Danny. Can you bring Kemba off the bench? BJ thinks it's a great idea. I think... I think just, just listen. Let, be, I, I let, let him... Let him... I just want... You know what? 
the authenticity of who you are as a person it, it's like it's empowering i just want the best version of kimber walker and i don't want kimber walker spending time worried about setting up this guy managing yep. this guy what play to run i want kimber walker to just come out there and you do you and we'll figure out the rest because that version of kimber walker is a problem that's the best version it's the best and, version and, and, and let me coach the team you just go out there and be kimber walker and we'll figure out the rest and to me that will solve all of the problems that we're currently having because right now those guys they respect each other and they respect the game you know kimber walker is is he's not a good guy he's a he's a great guy he's a terrific guy terrific he guy. wants to win Jalen brown wants to win jason tatum wants to win marcus smarts want to win the game means something to you know coach stevens wants to win danny ain't they all want to win but to me, that would solve the problem. Just let him be. Let, let, let that guy, let him let him be. Like, I'm, I'm excited about the Celtics now. I might have to, I might have Absolutely. to rethink about the Celtics if, he, if he's coming off the bench because that would be, wow, that would be, that would really cause some problems for a Man. lot of teams. And, and they're able to potentially get Barnes in there? Woo. That would be something. Harrison Barnes, not Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes would be a good fit if he was still in the league and in his Matt prime. Barnes would, Matt Barnes had a little, yeah. little tough. As, as, would, as would stack, for sure. For sure. Can you imagine Can you imagine those two on the same team as Marcus Smart? <laughs> <laughs> good times. Good times. Great show today, my friend. Um, second half of the NBA season is upon us. Look out for player movement, buyouts, trades, and uh, a lot more talk and excitement as the weeks go on. So thank you for a great show. Great job, as always, to the team. Johnny L. producing. Shout out to uh, the OGs, Bruce Bernstein, Mike Lieber, editor Kristen Woolley, the entire Pure Hoops family. Check out the Mike Wise Show each and every Monday. Full court, talking college hoop. Tournament season is here with Fisher and Kay. Hey, BJ, one of my college classmates is the head coach at Drexel. He's dancing. Coach Spiker is dancing at Drexel. Dancing in the aisles. Dancing. Getting, They're getting dancing. Getting to the tournament. Congrats to Drexel and my Congrats. man, Zach Spiker. Wednesday, catch and shoot. Otto Strong, Aaron Berlin. Thursdays, buckets, boards, and blocks with Monica McNutt and King McClure. Monica's been doing some uh, conference championship uh, coverage as well on ESPN. And um, Pure Hoops Podcast. Eric Newman, BJ Armstrong, each and every Friday. Have a good weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay pure. The Pure Hoops Podcast is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media.